0: The Ninth Circuit was recently asked to address the public interest exemption to California's anti-slap law in a proposed class action lawsuit brought by a plaintiff whose photo and personal information were used without her consent to advertise subscriptions to the website ZoomInfo. The case is Martinez versus ZoomInfo Technologies. My colleague, James Kachmar, recently wrote an article exploring the interesting substantive and procedural issues concerning the interplay between one's intellectual property rights and California's anti slap law that arose in this case. James is joining me today to talk about this case on this installment of The Briefing by Weintraub Tobin. James, welcome back to The Briefing. Thanks for having me, Scott. James, you wrote an extremely insightful article about the holding in Martinez versus Zoom Info Technologies, Inc. Can you give us some background on the case?
1: Uh, Sure, Scott. Zoom Info is a website that boasts a database of approximately 125 125 million business professionals uh, and contains their relevant information. When someone searches for a person or a business person, either through a web search or through Zoom Info's website, They can view a teaser profile of Zoom Info uh, with some information about that person, such as their photo, uh, maybe uh, some limited business information, but most of the information is redacted. This teaser profile then contains the subscription buttons uh, that invite the viewers to subscribe to Zoom Info for a fee to access more information about that person um, and do other searches. Uh, The plaintiff in the case, Kim Martinez, uh, is a political and legislative director of a labor union representing California public sector employees. Uh, Zoom Info has a profile dedicated to her that includes information regarding her job title, her employment at the union, contact information, and names of several of her business colleagues. Her Her teaser profile included options for a viewer to subscribe to Zoom Info. Uh, including apparently an option for a $10,000 annual subscription. Ms. Martinez alleged she never used Zoom Info and had not consented to the use of her profile by Zoom Info for marketing purposes. In September, 2021, Ms. Martinez filed uh, a lawsuit against Zoom Info uh, in federal court on behalf of herself and a proposed class of California citizens uh, whose profiles might have been used without their consent, uh, like hers. Uh, she claimed that Zoom Info violated California law, particularly the right of privacy statute, by unlawfully profiting from uh, the her intellectual property, property of herself and the class members, such as the use of her name, photo, and employment information.
0: And uh, Zoom Info responded to this filing uh, by filing a motion to dismiss under California's anti slap laws, correct?
1: Uh, yes, it filed two motions a, a motion to dismiss, saying that the lawsuit had no uh, merit, and a motion to strike under the anti slap law uh, in California. Uh, California's anti slap laws designed to protect against lawsuits uh, brought primarily to suppress free speech uh, and petition rights while encouraging participation in matters of public significance. Uh, the district court denied Zoom Info's motions, uh, including uh, the motion uh, to strike under the anti slap, uh, which led Zoom Info to file an immediate appeal to the Ninth Circuit.
0: Now, California's anti slap law includes several exemptions or exceptions where the anti slap statute may not apply. These exemptions are designed to ensure that the law is appropriately applied in cases where there are legitimate concerns or disputes that go beyond free speech and public participation. If the alleged conduct falls under one of these exemptions, it may not be protected by the anti slap statute. For example, one exemption is commercial speech. If the lawsuit is related to advertising, marketing, or other purely commercial activities, the anti slap Protection may not apply. So, the Ninth Circuit initially considered whether it even had jurisdiction to review the district court's denial of Zoom Info's anti slap motion to strike. So, what happened there?
1: This is the uh, interesting procedural uh, issue you mentioned in the introduction. So, under California's anti slap law, if a court denies an anti slap motion on one of the statutory exemptions, such as the public interest exemption or commercial speech exemption, That denial may not be immediately appealed. However, here the district court denied the motion based on its determination that Zoom Info had failed to establish the elements for uh, anti slap relief and was not based on any of the exemptions. As such, the Ninth Circuit concluded that it had jurisdiction to consider the appeal because the district court hadn't found any applicable exemptions.
0: There was a concurring opinion by two justices uh, on that Ninth Circuit ruling, right, James?
1: Yes, Scott. There were actually two concurring opinions, uh, but for basically the same reason. Uh, Both justices agreed with the result of the outcome that the the anti slap had properly been denied. What they questioned was whether it was proper for the appellate court to consider an immediate appeal of the denial of the motion. Uh, Under California law, you know, we discussed that there is, in certain cases, an immediate right to appeal. These justices uh, decided that's more of a procedural issue and the federal courts aren't necessarily bound by California procedural law. Interesting. But
0: having established jurisdiction, the Ninth Circuit then went uh, on to determine whether the district court had appropriately denied uh, Zoom Info's anti slap motion to strike. So what happened there?
1: So Ironically, the Ninth Circuit, to get jurisdiction, found that the district court hadn't considered an exemption. And what they really focused their opinion on, then, is determining that an exemption did apply uh, to find that the uh, trial court had properly denied the anti-slap motion. Uh, The Ninth Circuit recognized that under California law... Before you engage in an analysis of the merits of an anti slap motion, you should consider whether any of the claims brought by the plaintiff are subject to a statutory exemption, the public interest exemption or the commercial speech exemption. Essentially, what the Ninth Circuit found was that the district court had put the cart before the horse by failing to address the exemptions in its ruling, denying the motion to strike. Uh, The Ninth Circuit noted that if a complaint satisfies uh, an exemption to the anti slap law, It cannot be subject to being stricken under that statute.
0: And the Ninth Circuit looks specifically at the public interest exemption, correct?
1: Right. Under California law, if a lawsuit uh, is not subject to the anti—or, excuse me, under California law, a lawsuit is not subject to anti slap statute if it is brought uh, solely in the public interest or on behalf of the general public. The exemption requires a plaintiff to plead three criteria— that the plaintiff's relief sought should not differ from that which is sought for the general public. The lawsuit should further an important right affecting the public interest and private enforcement should be necessary and not disproportionately burdensome. Zoom info in arguing that the exemption should not apply focused primarily on plaintiff's claim uh, that she was seeking personal relief, i.e. damages for herself as part of the lawsuit. They argued this would require an individualized determination and therefore was not in the public's interest. The Ninth Circuit rejected this argument citing California cases that allowed individualized relief within class action lawsuits. The Ninth Circuit concluded that she was not seeking any relief in addition to what she was also seeking on behalf of the class members and therefore the public interest exemption should apply.
0: The Ninth Circuit then examined the other two elements of the public interest exemption. What did the court find for those uh, last two elements?
1: Sure. First, it uh, determined that Ms. Martinez's lawsuit would enforce an important right affecting the public interest, namely the right to control the use of one's name and likeness, uh, and that it would also confer a significant benefit to the general public in doing so. Uh, As you know, Scott, under California law, it has long, or California has long declared a policy of protecting artists and other individuals' rights to control the use of their persona.
0: Yeah, California certainly does, as does New York, by the way, Um, and some other states as well. (laughs) What about the final element of the public interest exemption?
1: As to the third element, the Ninth Circuit concluded that the public interest exemption should apply because private enforcement is both necessary and disproportionately burdensome. Uh, the court reasoned that as a non-celebrity, uh, Ms. Martinez uh, may struggle to demonstrate uh, economic value of the use of her name or likeness, um, and may only recover uh, the minimum statutory damages, which would not cover the cost of the, law, the, the litigation itself. On the other hand, by allowing uh, the case to proceed as a class action lawsuit, Uh, her personal recovery would be dwarfed by uh, the total recovery for the putative class, uh, which she had alleged could number in the millions of uh, potential class members. Thus, the Ninth Circuit concluded that the public interest exemption should apply uh, and provided uh, an adequate basis for the trial court's denial of the anti slap motion by Zoom Info, even though the trial court had never reached this uh, issue. Interesting. So
0: to me, when I read this case, there's a couple of interesting things that came out to me. The first is that the Ninth Circuit basically reached the same result as the district court, but the district court went about it in the wrong way. And and I guess the Ninth Circuit's opinion is important because it's important both for district courts and practitioners to first look at the exemptions and make sure that they are either applicable or not applicable before you go on to examining the elements of the, uh, the slap statute itself, or or whether or not uh, the whether or not the party seeking the motion to strike under the anti-slap laws uh has satisfied the elements of the anti-slap law. Um the second thing that stood out to me was, you know, we talked a little bit about the commercial speech exemption, which to me seemed to be a layup, but there the the court's analysis of the public interest exemption really seems to be like a three-point from the top of the keys. Do you have any understanding as to maybe why the court addressed what to me seemed to be the more um analytical and probably maybe more challenging uh exemption to apply uh
1: i I don't scott uh you know the court notes in its opinion that having decided the public interest exemption applied it needed to turn to the uh, commercial speech all i can suggest is uh Possibly the public interest exemption subsection comes right before the commercial speech. So having uh, decided the first uh, subsection, it didn't need to turn to the second one.
0: I mean, that's probably the reason why the court did it that way. Um, So interesting. And maybe it felt that it needed some clarification on what is or is not a public interest exemption and that class action lawsuits may in fact Fall under uh, fall under that in the future. So, um, so James, what there's there's a great takeaway from this case. Uh, what should businesses take from this?
1: Well, I, I think the Martinez case is a, serves as a cautionary tale for businesses that use individual photos or personal information for marketing purposes, especially without the uh, person's consent. Uh, the case demonstrates uh, both their potential legal exposure uh, if they do so, as well as the likely obstacles they face uh, in trying to take advantage of California's anti slap law to seek early dismissal of these types of lawsuits.
0: Really interesting, James. Keep writing those really great articles, and we'll have you back again. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Briefing. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to subscribe, leave us a review, and share this episode with your friends and colleagues. And if you have any questions about the topics we covered today, please leave us a comment.